to the NXT Podcast, your home for weekly NXT reviews and insight. The beautiful part of NXT is that when one dream ends, another dream begins. Find all of your NXT news, recaps, and analysis right here. So with that being said, we only have one question for you. Are you We thought so. Let's get the show started right now. Ladies and gentlemen, hi, welcome back to the NXT podcast. I am your host. My name is Zachary Smith. I'm very excited to be back with you here again. Hey, I mean, spring break ends coming, huh? That's a big deal, huh? My my show's. Doing stuff, uh, doing stuff too. Uh, so we got, hey, is it the most exciting episode of NXT that there's ever been? No, no, it's not. It, but, um, you know, we're, uh, uh building. We're, you know, that's, that's all we can do. Hey, you know what? Sometimes you're on a championship run and then some players leave and you're in, we're not going to call it a rebuilding phase, we're going to call it a reloading phase, you know? Is it going to be as popular? Of course not. Uh, but you're going to feel so stupid uh, when we're back on top. So listen, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at ZachNXT. That's at Z-A-C-H-N-X-T. It's just, it's a collection of stuff that I think is funny. Now usually we talk about the news and the notes, stuff that's going on. Um, not a ton of news was happening, and then luckily, I was recording this later in the week, and, well, not luckily, but for news sake, it popped up that there was a bunch of NXT releases, so, I mean, it seems like this is just gonna be a pretty regular thing, you know, it's just gonna be, it's just gonna be something they do every once in a while, <clears throat> and, and, you know, some of these I didn't understand uh, at first um but we're gonna kind of go through some of them some people i'm actually you know i think they're gonna probably be better off some people i don't know it's probably worth mentioning that i I think athena formerly ember moon was being interviewed and she talked about some meetings where basically the women on the roster at least i don't know if it was the nxt side and main roster, or it's just main roster, we're basically told, hey, you gotta be sexier, basically. You gotta, like, be more attractive in the ring, like like Mandy Rose, that's what we're looking for. And Athena was like, hey, the Mandy Rose thing isn't isn't my thing, all respect to it. Um, that's super weird. I think, based on my track record here, and, and what I've talked about, and, and what I have chosen to point out, I, I think you get get the idea that my feeling about women's wrestling is that it's taken as something that is not serious and is supposed to just be eye candy, and that's bothered me since, you know, I became a fan. <clears throat> you know, it, it, whether it's the Attitude Era or when... You know, Vince was still a bad guy, but didn't have Stone Cold, so, like, it was just, you know, Bobby Lashley or, like, whoever he was dealing with at the time, and that was super weird with women and their roles in the in the business, 
And before the, you know, the give divas a chance or give women a chance thing, um, women's wrestling was treated as just go out there, have a, have a few minute match, look good so that all the single dudes in the crowd can go, oh man, that's awesome. The thinking there is probably like you want all your superstars to be desired, right? Like part of the popularity of Roman Reigns, not all of it, not most of it, not a good chunk of it, but part of the popularity of Roman Reigns to them is probably that like if he comes out without his shirt off or fish or not, they think like women are like, oh man, he's attractive. And sure, but the thing is, is that that's not the only thing going on with Roman Reigns. And that's not the only thing going on in the men's division. The men's division seems to have this unspoken thing of, like, they are aesthetically pleasing individuals, but that is not made to be the point of them at all. Whereas women, like, will be in stories. Like, nothing about Becky Lynch or Bianca Belair, Ronda Rousey. Nothing about... Some of the women that are on top of of WWE indicates like, oh my god, look how hot they are. That's not a determination on, you know, whatever, their looks, anything like that. But that's not the point of their presentation. Ronda Rousey will kill you. Bianca Belair is like an unstoppable force. And even if you take her down, she's going to come back around. Becky Lynch is the man. She's big time back. She's, She's the most over woman in WWE. When Bailey was around, the best women's wrestler WWE has right now, don't at me. Like, that wasn't the point. <clears throat> and, um, you know, I, I can't think of any reason why f- the former Ember Moon would be, like, making this up. And I, I don't understand how, I was going to say in 2022, but really, altogether, like, ever, I don't understand how you, like, okay, the men... We got all these cool storylines for you. And the women, like, two of you will be in a story. Like, Trish Stratus and Lita, you will be in a story. But, like, everybody else, like, hey, uh, we're going to do mud wrestling. And now it's, like, we've made huge strides and, like, Bianca and Becky can main, can uh, can can have the type of story that should main event a WrestleMania. Or Becky, Charlotte, and Ronda... Becky and Charlotte, or uh, I'm sorry, Becky and Ronda had the kind of story that should main event at WrestleMania. And, like, the fact that, like, part of the consideration is still, oh, my God, hey, hey, all you girls, hey, all you need to be, like, hotter. Like, no, like you guys are hot, but, like, not, like, be hotter. Like, be like Mandy. And I think you've heard in my NXT show every week, I've kind of pointed out <clears throat> that... Toxic Attraction, Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, JC Jane are all incredibly talented. Mandy Rose has had a career like reinvention. I never thought that she would be a singles champion in WWE the way they presented her. Gigi Dolan is going to be the breakout star from this group. And JC Jane has never had anything where I'm like, oh, she wasn't ready for that moment. But the focus for them... And, and mostly for Mandy Rose has been, oh my God, look how hot she is. Like the way the camera goes on to them, the way that they're talked about, the way that they talk about themselves. And some of that, I'm sure, can come down to like self-confidence, right? Like I'm the champion. 
I'm very good and I'm hotter than you. That makes sense. I don't understand why the company is so concerned about it that they think that, like, I'm incapable of watching women's wrestling without the beast super hot. Like, I don't care. It's not like it bothers me. It doesn't work on me, and I would rather you focus your time on the stories you're telling. Because, like, you send Natalia down to, like, NXT, and, like, that story's not super compelling. But, like, you're focus like instead of instead of like making charlotte flair a good character or like fixing ronda or hey oscar's back like your focus is like hey be hotter it's weird i don't i don't understand what that is and if that's going to be the direction they're going to go it seems like on the men's side they're going back to like Hey, these are like athlete, like Gable Stevenson, like bad dude based on reports, but like Olympic athlete, outside guy, we're going to teach him to wrestle. And it seems like the women's side, they're trying to a little bit go back to like, dude, <laughs> dude, you see her? And that's never, I don't know if that's just me, that's never been interesting to me. Like not even when I was a teenager and I first started watching, like that just never did it for me. I don't watch wrestling to be like, dude, Trish Stratus. So all I can hope is that that doesn't, that doesn't happen. But it felt worth mentioning. <clears throat> the other thing is that we had some releases, as I said. Now, some of these people, like in the Performance Center, weren't working out. There's a few notable names on here, though. Um, so... I'm going to start with Malcolm Bivens. So Malcolm Bivens, head of Diamond Mind, their mouthpiece, like one of the most entertaining guys that they just never gave a chance to be, I don't think, his full self. He had his moments, but like on social media, that dude is hilarious. He's a natural talker. He can make you hate him. So on and so forth. He's really good. And he got his release. And at first I was surprised. But then reports came out that He was offered a new contract X amount of time ago and did not sign it. And so, assuming that is true, good for him. You know, he was in NXT. NXT completely changed. He got this faction, Diamond Mind, where, like, it's it's the main guy. The Triple H of Diamond Mind is Roderick Strong, who's wonderfully talented but was miscast in that role you got the creed brothers there's potential there i keep forgetting the woman's name in that group but like there's breakout potential there but like nothing was really happening there probably weren't a lot of chances for you to go up to the main roster i think he would have done well there but like aside from paul Heyman, they don't do the manager thing a lot they're not a company at least at the moment that is super into having somebody come to the ring with somebody all the time. I don't know if it's because of the same reason they think about like tag teams where it's like I'd rather pay two guys than four. Like I'd rather not deal with bringing out a manager and dealing with three people. I'd rather deal with two. I don't know. But like chances were he wasn't going to be going up to the main roster and like managing Brock Lesnar or even on the main roster, managing anybody. If he were, it would be like a comedy thing. Like, he would be 
he would become an advocate for Ezekiel or something, and that would probably be fun, but, like, that's not going to go anywhere. And I don't know if he wants to do stuff, if he just wants to have more freedom to do stuff, if he wants to go back to Stokely Hathaway, and I don't know if that's an AEW thing, Impact, I don't know if he wants to just kind of move around, but good for him. He was in a system, he did his thing for a while, got some exposure, hopefully, and he was moving on. That works. So Persia Parada was released. They were, like, just giving her TV time. I don't know if they just thought that there's nothing there. That seems like the kind of thing you would want to identify before you put her in storyline, but that's just me, you know? And also, like, in her defense, might not be her, might be the story she was in. But also, Dexter Loomis got released. Now... On one hand, I saw some discourse that, like, oh, man, Indy Hart, that's going to be weird for Indy Hartwell. Her on-screen husband was released. And, I mean, yeah, sure. Like, that's that certainly is, that's factually correct. But also, like, they told the Indy Hartwell-Dexter Loomis story, and it was weird and ridiculous. And then they had a wedding, and it was delightful. And then they were married, and then they were kind of, sort of, doing their own thing. Every once in a while, they'd cross paths. But it's not like Dexter Loomis was an integral character to the Indy Hartwell story. He was integral in that, like, in storyline, that is that is her husband, who she loves very much. But it's not like they were doing a lot with it right at this second, where the next time she's on TV, it's going to be super-duper weird or anything. So from the perspective of just of just Dexter's side of this, <clears throat> it's interesting, right? Because when Dexter Loomis first came on, I was hosting the show, and I really liked the character. I liked the music, I liked the Titan I liked the presentation, I liked what he did. I didn't know that it was basically Sam Shaw from uh, from Impact. I hadn't watched it. But it was a cool character. It was different, right? He was he was silent, he was he was creepy, he was not great in the ring, but, like, you could tell stories with him. And then, you know, he comes on, he has a lull, because I don't know that there's a lot that you can do with Dexter Loomis. You can either go serious, hey, this dude's creepy, which will run its course. Like, after the Cameron Grimes program kind of ran its course. Or you can go super silly with it and, like, hey, this dude's getting married to Indy Hartwell. And, and eventually that runs its course. So, I don't know if this is a situation where it's like, hey, like a lot of times I say, you could tell a different story with this person. So, like, Persia Parada gets released. Like, I I have no way of knowing that, like, if you put Persia Parada in a different story, in a different role, if she would do better. The Dexter Loomis character, his face is so synonymous with that is Dexter Loomis that I don't know what you do with that character because you've done the silly thing. So like you could keep doing silly stuff if you want. Like that's part that is part of wrestling. So could happen, could be a thing you do. But but it's but it's already been done or you could you could you could try turning him back super serious and I think that would work for a little while but like we've seen it so I don't really know what you do with this talent. And he's, you know, he's a little bit limited in the ring. 
So it's not like it's not like Roderick Strong where like the character stuff might not work, but like once the bell rings, he will take you on a journey. That's not the case. So I don't I don't know. I don't know if you can turn Dexter Loomis into a different character and all of a sudden have him talking and be a serious guy. I don't know. You kind of pigeonholed yourself with the gimmick you were doing. All right. So Harlan got released. Harlan was the heavy for Joe Gacy. It was like a combination heavy, like bodyguard thing, and like debuting Harlan thing. And of course, as you know, he was a he was a very very new talent. Went to NXT, everybody was pumped. And then the first time we saw him, he was in the crowd with his head shaved, and Harlan with hair, like Parker Boudreaux, the guy the guy with hair. Handsome dude. Jacked. Harland with his shade, shaved head is a weird looking dude. And the problem was that it, it never came across as scary. It never came across as intimidating. It came across as ridiculous. And I think that they brought him on and then didn't really know what to do with him. Some of the reports were saying they weren't happy with his progression. Listen, I'm not there every day, so, like, I don't know if they're talking about progression in terms of, like, behind-the-scenes, you know, training. He's not picking stuff up, blah, 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 blah. But from an on-screen perspective, I don't know how much he's supposed to learn when all he's supposed to do is look weird and stare at people and, like, dominate people. Like, he, he didn't have a lot of, like, wrestling matches. He had a lot of, I'm beating this dude up. And I, I get that's the character you're presenting, but also I don't know how much he was going to learn doing that. But he posted on social media that Parker Boudreaux is back, posted a picture of himself with hair, looks a lot better. I'm excited to see what he does. I don't know if he, I don't know if he's a guy who's going to still be in wrestling, or like if this is an AEW Impact or Indies thing where he builds his name up, or if he wants to go into to something else. But I think, I, I think that there's something you can work with there. I think you need to understand it's a project. And you're gonna have to bring them along. Blah 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 blah. But like I'll bet on that talent all the time. So the weird Harlan stuff is done. Joe Gacy's obviously doing a different thing now. Honestly, congrats to Parker Boudreaux too. Congrats, kind of to Dexter Loomis a little bit. The one that surprised me was Dakota Kai. Dakota Kai has had a weird career. And, like, first off, props to her for getting to the, you know, one of, if not the biggest, you know, wrestling companies in the world and, and, and surviving for a really long time. I cannot overstate enough how how much I I want to give her her flowers for that because that is not easy. You see week to week here how many times I'm talking about people who like aren't going to stick on the roster or people who get released or whatever and Dakota Kai has made it years and through cuts and cuts and cuts and cuts through injuries through lulls through bad characters through bad stories through not getting stuff done she has stuck around and sincerely that is a big deal she had done everything she could do in NXT other than winning the women's title. They weren't putting on her. Like, she had done all that stuff twice. She had she had run her course in, in NXT. And I, and I think a lot of people, assumed that we were going to see Dakota Kai on the main roster at some point. Now, as with 
every call up, you don't know what they're going to do with them. Like if you put some resources behind Dakota Kai, she can deliver in promos, she can deliver in matches, you can have something there. Or also she could be like a comedic backstage character, or also like she could be somebody you only ever see like twice. So I assume we were getting one of those. Not that Dakota Kai was going to be released. And of course everybody, outpouring of love on social media. Clearly somebody that was loved by the locker room and had the respect of her peers and should. And wherever Dakota Kai goes, she is going to be a coveted free agent. That is a lot of talent that I don't think anybody for a long time has has tapped into. Like... Her turning on Tegan Knox in that War Games match that they didn't really do anything with after, and then her turning on Raquel Gonzalez when Raquel had the NXT title and that promo leading up to it were awesome. You can put that Dakota Kai up against a lot of a lot of people that have been in NXT, and it was great. But I guess they didn't see anything for her on the main roster, which is insane. She can fill any role, but also little bit good for her. I think she's been in the same company a long time. I think WWE sees her at a certain level that I think she's far above. So if she wants to go back to WWE, she goes somewhere else, builds her name up, comes back. If she's sick of it and she's done it for long enough and she's done what she wanted to do and business is business, then she can just go somewhere else. So a little bit congrats to Dakota Kai too. Like I'm certainly sorry that that happened, but also a little bit of freedom, you know. So Roger Strong's talking to Diamond Mine on this week's NXT, and like Group Esprit for anything, he picked a tag team for them to face, um, and it was actually going to be Viking Raiders who are making their uh, their return. Which is actually kind of cool. Um, bring the Viking Raiders in. I like this main roster to NXT thing with people we're not using. It, it's it works. Viking Raiders are really good. You probably have forgotten how good they are in the ring because they've been on the main roster. Von Wagner beat Tony D'Angelo. I don't know. Von Wagner's weird, man. Like, I I can't I can't figure out Von Wagner like at all you know I don't know I don't know what he's gonna be I don't know what his potential is and let me be clear I don't dislike him but I am baffled that like WWE's it it the people who are making decisions there seem to really like him and are bringing him along and I don't see it but that does not mean it's not there I guess we'll wait and see never forget that when we were Gonna crown a new NXT champion in that what was it, Fatal Four Way? One of the people put in that match was freaking Von Wagner. Like that's a big. It wasn't Braun Breaker, wasn't Carmelo Hayes. It was Von Wagner. That's a big deal. Solo Sokoa beat Trick Williams. Haven't gotten to see Trick like wrestle a lot, which is. Uh, no, he's like the friend. He's like the manager, blah, 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 blah. But it's cool to see like Trick Williams like actually wrestle like so you remember that he's like a wrestler, you know? Um, 
So the Viking Raiders had a match here against Idris Anofe. I forget if I'm saying that right anymore. And Malik Blade, who are still out here grinded on NXT. They're really good. They're I don't know if they're ever going to do anything with them, but they're really good. But the Viking Raiders won. This makes sense. Like, it, like if we're fighting, I'm going to assume the Creed Brothers next week, then we should bring them back and be like, hey, this is, remember, this is what we're about, you know? And then you can you can have that that match then. So Joe Gacy's out next. It says he's molding NXT into a place of acceptance. Um, not everybody agrees with his views. After spring break in, the naysayers will have no choice but to fall in line with his ideas. He'll take the title next week and take over the show after that. Now here's here's Rick Steiner, who's out to the ring. And then I don't really know how to break this down other than to tell you that a crowd of hooded dudes surrounded the ring. At this point, not not when Rick Steiner was out there with the with a dude that's unhinged, but now Braun Breaker runs in and he starts clearing the ring, but Gacy um comes back and takes out Braun Breaker. The hooded guys hand Joe Gacy the NXT title. And then we end with the shot of, of Joe Gacy holding up that NXT title. Um. Okay, so this is this is an interesting feud, right? Because Braun just won this title back after like a good long while of. Dolph Ziggler being the NXT champion. So it's it's a little bit weird of a setup, right? You don't really know. You certainly didn't know then and don't really know now how solid your foundation is on, on Braun Breaker staying in NXT. So is it possible that Joe Gacy beats him and that's the last time we see him? I mean, yes, but also that's what I thought with Dolph. So I'm not just going to keep saying that because I think like eventually it'll happen. I'm not super into getting predictions right I'm interesting I'm interested rather in ideas and saying what I think is going to happen and then you know honestly in life I kind of go for what's funnier so I almost hope I'm wrong so that like somebody can make fun of me for it you know so like on one hand I can never fully discount the possibility now that Braun Breaker's gonna lose that title through some shenanigans with these newly debuted hooded characters interfering. And then that gives them an excuse to send Braun to the main roster. But also, if you were gonna do that, why didn't you just do it with Dolph? Why'd you excuse me, why'd you have Braun get the title back from Dolph unless he's staying around a little bit longer? So I really don't know. If you're making me pick Braun's keeping that title. I don't see Joe Gacy winning it. I think Joe Gacy is just a challenger that they have lined up for Braun Breaker. Because if Braun's going to be the champion, even though he's going to the main roster probably soon, Braun is still new. He has not had that many matches. He hasn't had that many opportunities in front of a microphone, in front of a live crowd. You've seen him a lot. And he's been featured a lot as one of the guys from the future with, like, Carmelo Hayes and Grayson Waller. But he has not had that much seasoning. And so putting him in there with Joe Gacy, who, never forget, is is a fantastic... He's just a really good wrestler. 
and I think that helps Braun Breaker to be in there with guys that have that have been there. I think that Dolph Ziggler feud probably helped him tremendously. My utopia version of this is that while working with Dolph, he he picked up a lot of things from Dolph, who has been in this company for years and years and years and years and years and years and years. So hopefully. Every one of these feuds that they do is against somebody who's a really good worker, a psychologist, something that can teach Braun Brick or something so that he's not always just the, hey, I'm jacked up and I'm going to fight you, dude. This is the first time that, like, you know, hey, your dad's in this, and so we're acknowledging your dad, and now there's super personal stuff and all that. So I'm hoping that this really kind of helps elevate him because he is going to the main roster probably sooner than later. I don't know when. I don't know who's going to beat him for that title. But he'll go, and I want him to have the most experience that he can have before he goes up there, because it feels to me like that would be helpful to at least know what you're doing. But he's new enough that like he's not going to get any of those pesky indie worker negatives that don't fit in line with the, the broad reach and spectrum of our company's vision for the world of entertainment and live entertainment, blah, 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 you know. So, Braun Breaker wins, you know? Hopefully. And NXT Spring Break, and still, boy, I don't love that name, is coming up. Again, is the show red hot right now? No, no, it's not. But it is a lot of fun talking to you about. But that is the end of the show. One more. I want to hear what you thought. I want to hear what you think of the releases at Zach NXT, at Z A C H N X T. Otherwise, that is it for NXT, so that's it for me. I have been Zachary Smith. You have been fantastic as always, and thank you for listening.